Yes, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Again, I don't know where you are in the world, but uh, welcome to The Mystic Show. This is uh, the show where we talk about spirituality, mindfulness, uh, meditation, the universe, but we also talk about personal development and actual practical applications and uses of all this great cosmic knowledge (laughs) because if we don't apply it in our lives and benefit from it I mean then really what good is it right so that's you you guys heard me yesterday talk about the reason I started this show Um, and we don't have to go over that again you can listen to yesterday's Um, so our website is themysticshow.net and uh, you can find a lot of things there. You can find the phone number. Yes, you can call live with questions or comments. And you can find our Skype handle. You can call using Skype. So if you're in uh, Japan or the Philippines or India or the Ukraine, <laughs> you can call up on Skype for free. And also you can see all of our past episodes. We archive every single episode on the website. Again, themysticshow.net. And, um, you know, it's funny, this show talks about these great topics, and I I think if you actually use the concepts and practice what we discuss on this show, um, your spiritual growth will have a big positive impact on your life. I really think that. And today, we're very lucky to have a wonderful guest in studio, um... Her name is Karen Flaherty. She's a certified human design specialist, and she does readings and coaching around uh, human design. And And I'm so interested to learn more about this human design, um, be, because Karen, you did a reading for me, and we're, I want to talk about that just a little bit. But welcome to The Mystic Show, Karen. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. Yes, in this, it's a misty morning. It is <laughs> <laughs> right. I was walking in. I was, foggy and misty. It's foggy, and I and I remember Dan Winter, who's a guy I study. Um, he says when it's misty and rainy, that's like conducive to more like charge, like spiritual charge in the air, kind of thing. I believe it. Yeah. So, Karen, we uh, we've known each other for a few years, but we we re met again at um, there was this big holistic event out near Hackettstown, mm-hmm. and you had a table there, and you were talking about the human design, and you were doing readings for people right there, right? I was. I was uh, giving out complimentary charts as people asked for them. Um, basically, we'll we'll talk more about that, but but I was telling them a little bit about their decision making strategy and how they can actually, with that very short two or three minute talk that we had um, actually make a change in their lives. Interesting. So that's the practical part of it. It is. So human design, let's, because we need to, let's start from the beginning. Like human design, what is it? Because I know you did the chart for me and it's, it has all these interesting drawings and uh, it shows the frame of a human being and all these numbers Mm -hmm. and stuff. So let's start from the beginning. Just tell us what human design is. So human design is a very practical system for human beings. Basically, we, we call it a user's manual, an instruction manual for your life. Mm. You know, it's, it's like when the baby's born, it would be really nice to have this when, <laughs> for all the new parents out there, right? But they don't come with instruction manuals. But this is the closest thing we've, that I've found so far uh, that comes up with this instruction manual for your life that gives you your decision-making strategy, your energetic blueprint 
um, assuming that we're all made of energy, which I, I suspect <laughs> most of your listeners we're would al- agree with. We're right? already there, yeah. We're already there, Hopefully. That's, then that's a good thing. Um, that's why I love these audiences. And we um, and we can also find your life's purpose. And, but there are many, many other pieces of it. It's, it's about personality traits. It's about your strengths and your weaknesses. The weaknesses, we find, a lot of times are really the paths for spiritual growth, right? I mean, we think of them as weaknesses, but really it's what we've been conditioned to learn as we grow up. Right. So, just imagine that that chart you got, Chris, right. is really the perfection of you when you were born. Uh, and we're all perfect when we're born, right? And right. That, and that really hasn't changed. Right, it hasn't changed. We just don't uh, realize we, it anymore or we something. We realize, we forget. And, yeah, we uh, forget. And so my coaching sessions, my readings are really to help people remember those perfections, those, those absolute wonderful personality traits that you came in with. And then... It helps you to forget, or at least release, some of the things you thought you were, that you were conditioned to believe as children. Right, right. That's the conditioning that just sort of... Uh, it just it almo- happens. It, like, it happens, but it almost like blinds us. It almost like cut, wraps us up in a blanket mm-hmm. or something. And Yeah. Exactly. Hides our true yeah, nature. And, and, you know, it's from our parents, it's from our teachers, it's from our siblings. They're all very well-meaning, but they don't know us. They they don't know what's really on the chart. Mm. They don't know how we were how we came in, and so it's an opportunity to really get back to that without anybody else's influence. So it's just me and um, whoever it is talking about their chart, and then seeing the beauty of it, and seeing the power of it, really. Right. So I'm just so curious. Over time, doing these readings and coaching, folks, have have any parents come to you and said, "Hey, we just had a, our baby, you know, three weeks ago. We want to do the." Get mm-hmm. the chart and see it. Yes, that's definitely. Happened? Oh, definitely. I love getting those, especially when I meet um, women who are pregnant or fathers who are expecting babies at shows, and I and I just encourage them to, as soon as the baby's born, please, you know, send into the website and get a complimentary chart, mm-hmm. and they do that, which is always heartwarming. Right, and it must be so interesting because it's a tiny little baby who mm-hmm. doesn't say anything, doesn't yeah. do anything, mm-hmm. but yet by looking at the chart, you give them. They they can tell a lot, right? What exactly. can they tell? Well, just for example, I um, in my one of my recent newsletters, I did the chart for Prince George, the new the new monarch okay. <laughs> in England, right? right. Um, and there's so much you can see already in his chart. For example, he's going to be very individual. He is not uh, meant to be. Mm, part of the collective necessarily he's going to be his own person mm-hmm. but he's also very much about peacemaking he's very much about changing the status quo and so I, I as I put in the newsletter it's very possible that if it's occurred to his parents it may occur to Prince George to maybe do away with the monarchy maybe um, create a different way of being in England maybe you know kind of give up the riches so to speak and 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 really take a different path so it's all there in the chart it's really just how he lives it out I see yeah, living it out is and the how whole. he's conditioned. <laughs> so you mentioned a few things here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. You mentioned a few things like energy blueprint, um, decision making, and purpose, mm-hmm. and also strengths and weaknesses. Um, I, I kind of want to get into a little bit of each one of those, um, but I want to even start before that because let's put this put this human design into perspective. Like I think everyone is you know, vaguely familiar with astrology and that, you know, your what what time and date you were born, you know, determines things or to shows you your inclinations, however you want to think of it. Um is where where does what's the background of human design? Like where does it come from? It is it is it does it branch out of astrology or something close to it or something? Well th- 
actually, great question. Um, so the origin is, um, it was created in 1987. It was transmitted through, um, well, most effectively through a gentleman by the name of Ra Uruhu, who started out his life as um, Robert Krakauer in, in Canada as a businessman. Um, he basically was on his own spiritual path and found his, his way to India and then into Europe and finally to settled in Ibiza, Spain. And it was there during the beginning of 1987 that he actually received this information. And so it, it took eight days to receive it. It's quite a bit. It was quite a bit of information. And then it took him almost two years to basically transcribe it all. Um, then he set out through Europe and, and actually helped to um, transmit the information, finally came to the United States in about 1991 um, with human design. And so human design is a, th- a synthesis of a number of different sciences. So it, it, it's ancient wisdom. It includes ancient wisdoms like the I Ching, which is the Book of Changes from China. Um, It includes the uh, Judaic Kabbalah, or the Tree of Life. It includes the the Hindu chakra system, um, a little um, more expanded than what we usually think of the chakra system in terms of uh, we usually think of it as uh, or if you see the chakra system it's usually defined as seven points throughout the body but actually it changed in 1791 and so um, human design incorporates that there there are actually nine centers instead of the seven centers that we usually think about and so we think of them as nine energy centers within human design and then and then on the modern side we it also um, and and so it does incorporate some astrology as well just to go back to the ancient wisdoms but the ancient wisdom of astrology only um, impacts human design in that it comes the um the placement of the planets is important. Other than that, I really know nothing more about astrology when I started than when I started studying five years ago. Okay. So in terms of the modern sciences, we've got um, quantum physics, modern math, and biogenetics, because um, now we're finding that, for example, the I Ching maps beautifully to the genetic code. There are sixty-four gates. There, there are sixty-four um, codons, and and. That you know, you can think of that as coincidence. You can think of it as an accident. But come on, it's yeah, kind there's, of there's a lot there, of that. There's a little, there's a little <laughs> something more to it than that. So, so human design was able to take all of that and put it together. And so we can actually see what I feel like we're seeing when I look at a human design chart is really your DNA. Mm. It's who, what makes you up, and that DNA is really the essence of you and as and as I said it's it's who you were when you were born and really it's who you're meant to be and that's why the life's purpose comes from that the mythology of your of your life comes from that or as we call it, the the incarnation cross and and really everything that that you consider to be you the traits that you you're pretty sure make you up as a person they're all there and then the things that you think you know for example some people think they have willpower Really, only one third of the population has willpower, mm. and most people are very disappointed to hear wow. that there's only one third of the population having willpower, and that usually they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, I'm the bearer of bad news there. Sometimes, on the other hand, you can listen to your decision-making strategy and have all the willpower you need to create what you want in your life. Oh, okay. So, there are definitely pros and cons to everything that's in the chart. 
Interesting. That's and the and the man um, who 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 started uh, human mm-hmm. design is he still around? Unfortunately, he died in 2011. Okay. Um, exactly the same night as the tsunami hit Japan, he had a major heart attack and died. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, so uh, that was um, very sudden and, and uh, obviously quite unexpected. Yeah. So now, really, the human design community is basically trying to figure out what to do next. I see. So and you can so all this information, the energy blueprint, the decision making, and the purpose. You, um, <clears throat> for instance, when you did my chart, you which we haven't really even talked about much. Um, all you asked was for my name, my uh, my birth date, the time, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So f- is it just from those things, the name and the date? It or, is. Was it just the date of birth, or is it the name? What what is no, it? It's it's not based on the name at all. Um, it's not numerology. Okay. It is only based on the exact. Uh, um, coordinates basically of your birth okay. so the date the exact time as close as possible and your, your location from that we can determine exactly the points um, that would create your chart um, and so it's the location of all the planets at that time of your birth okay yeah that's um, as well as the earth and the sun right and the location is pretty uh, important and it's funny my wife mm-hmm. she didn't know her I, I know my time of birth because I'm I'm I just remember numbers mm-hmm. and my mom used to tell me you know every birthday she'd say oh I remember you know yeah. twelve years ago that's great some right people now. remember stories and some people remember the exact time others don't know but I do have a way of getting it when you're when I'm in person with somebody by doing um, basically a kinesiology um, okay exercise which is uh, yeah I think we actually talked to Jennifer Urizio about a couple of weeks ago about kinesiology and. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, um, do you want to explain that real quick? Because that's very interesting. Uh, sure, sure. Um, if somebody's at either you know at a um, affair with me or something, and we have a few minutes, then I'll be able to, um, especially for people who are adopted or just have no idea. Don't and of course their parents have passed or something like that. Um, we can get it by basically doing a simple. I call it a swaying motion. Where you can, where I ask them a few questions just to ascertain what their yes is and what their no is. And literally, you just stand there, um, they just stand there with their arms at their side, relaxed as possible. And then they'll, I'll ask a question Is your name, for example, Chris? And you would sway either forward or backward. Whatever that yes is, is your is your yes, whether it's forward or backward. For some people, it, they sway backward for yes, and some fo- sway forward. So we just have to determine that. Then I'll ask you questions like, is your name Karen? So that we can get the opposite and make right. sure and test, basically. Because I'm a scientist at heart. I don't I don't go for the, the woo-woo without some kind of explanation. Uh-huh. And so you basically your body knows. Your body knows the answers to the simple questions I ask about your name and your where you live, but then I get into, uh, so then I just ask the questions, were you born between 12 midnight and 6 a.m., and then we narrow it down, 6 a.m. to 12 noon, and, and whenever we get a yes, then I also test it to make sure that, that the next one is no, um, and then we just narrow it down from there. That's very So that we can get within 15 minutes. Wow. Or, or to the exact time, if that's a, possible, that's a possibility. And that's interesting to me because it's all done with the person... Um, the person you're doing it with, mm-hmm. they they probably don't even know yes or no. Do you even tell them that this is a yes, that's a no? No. You just ask them the questions no. and mm-hmm. you observe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're as surprised as, I, as everybody else is. And their body mm-hmm. or and the energy, the universal energy through their body is what responds in a way. Yes, because your body knows. Right. Just like your body knows what's good for you or not. I mean, you can do the same thing by holding a, a can of peas up to you or an apple. And find out if it's good for you or not. Right. I mean, it works for everything. That's how a friend of mine 
developed it. She well, I mean, it's been developed before, but right. she uses it in the supermarket. <laughs> oh, so she can determine what what's good for her body or not. <laughs> it's a lot better than using a crystal, right? Well, the modern supermarket. I mean, does does she find anything that's good in there? <laughs> Only in the vegetable section, <laughs> right? Wow. So um, this is. I, I want to talk to you about decision making, and but first, mm-hmm. I want to continue asking you about the energy blueprint because. Like you said, from the date and time of birth, you can get an energy blueprint. Now, just tell us a little bit about that energy blueprint. Is it? Are there like you know, twenty one stock blueprints, and everyone just fits into one, or is it all custom? Or well, that's the unique thing. I've actually done the math. Okay, (laughs) as you might imagine. Yeah, Um, yeah. my husband and I are both geeks, (laughs) and so um, I actually uh, sat down and figured it out one day. And the blueprints themselves could have um, three point five billion combinations. Oh, so you might find one other person on the planet that has the same combination that you do, but uh, unless it's a a an identical twin um, or or fraternal twin born at the same time or very close in time, it's very unlikely that you'll find that other person who has the exact same blueprint that you do. Interesting. So by energy blueprint, what we mean is taking those nine uh, different energy centers that relate generally to the chakras. Um, So you can imagine going down the middle of the body and then there's a few on the sides. Those show us exactly what your energy is, where your energy is, as we call it, defined or colored in on the chart. And then that shows us where you, and then the other pieces that are white show us where you take in energy so just imagine it as a you know kind of a give and take throughout the universe we're all connected right Right. we're all connected everybody's similar right we all look relatively similar as homo sapiens yeah but ironically human design um, applies to everything so it applies to the the leaf that's behind you the plant that's behind you. Okay. It applies to every inanimate object. It applies to the mics that we're speaking into. Oh, human design applies to everything. Wow. That's how connected the energy is on the planet. From those energetic blueprints, we can see then what energy I'm putting out versus what energy you're putting out and versus anyone else on the planet. So when I'm, when I'm putting energy out, I'm also taking some of your energy in. And that give and take is what allows us to interact with people in the world. That's why it feels really good when you meet somebody that you haven't either seen for a long time or even that you just meet firsthand. You know, the world is full of friends, strangers who just haven't become friends yet, right? Right. But we have a good, we have very good reactions to some people and then we have not so good reactions to other people. And there's a reason for that. It's truly the energy. When I meet somebody who's exactly my energy blueprint, it doesn't feel that great. Right. But when I meet somebody with the opposite energies, it feels really good. Interesting. So we always kind of look for or or feel better with the people who are our opposites. Opposites attract. So you must have seen charts. Excuse me. You must have seen charts of people. Do some people have just like really bad energy or others have really good energy? Or, I mean, is there there's, must be a big spectrum, right? Uh, there is a big spectrum and they're still all perfect, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Good that's point. That's true. Everybody starts out perfect. What happens is that, um, and what we say in human design, is that some people are living out the um, high energy of their chart and some people are living out the lower aspects of their chart, right? So, you know, just for example, there's one gate called uh, the gate, it's the love of the self. Well, the love of the self, just on it on its own, could be purely that, the love of the self. On the high side, it's encouragement and empowerment and love of, of the rest of the world. 
But on the low side, it can be blame or guilt or, you know, really, you know, not such a nice energy. Right. So those each gate has those um, potential aspects to it. And that's the kinds of things we look at. Wow. Yeah, because I see on the chart you gave me, I mean, there's there's all these numbers, right? It goes yes. up. How, how many numbers are there on the chart? I don't want to well, get... there's 64 gates. Oh, there's 64 gates based on the I Ching. Okay. So those are all the numbers. And each number corresponds to one of the lines on the chart. And so literally, it's like a puzzle. And we are puzzles, right? We're all part of the big cosmic puzzle. Each of us has a role to play. And each piece of the puzzle is your chart, right? So basically, this is a picture of the piece of your puzzle. And we all get to interact perfectly with each other. And there are five different energy types that are here to interact perfectly with each other. Right. So how does this... um, I, I, I just... This is how I, I do it. I think of questions off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So as far as like the evolution of the soul or or spiritual growth, um, what are your thoughts on that? And, and maybe how does it work into human design? Well, really, I mean, and, and since we, we can't talk spiritually here, um, you know, I, I um, when I'm talking to corporate folks, I, <laughs> I have a little bit different jargon and right. vocabulary. But really, the, the reason that this um, process was transmitted the way it was, and and by the way, while it was transmitted and and effectively um, transmitted throughout the world by Ra himself, and, no, and we all received it at the same time. It was during the supernova of 1987, January 3rd through the 11th, when all that information came down as human design. So we all received it, and that's why I'm always just heartened to see how people recognize their chart when they see it. They're almost like... <gasps> Oh, that's me. Mm. And 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 um, ironically, when I first got my chart, I got the wrong chart by mistake, and I'm like, that doesn't look like me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I had no idea what I was looking at, but I was like, I don't think that's me. Interesting. And then when I got the right chart, I was like, ah, okay, that looks like me. Yeah. And and so we almost have this inner knowing, um, you know, when when uh, you know when when your parents tell you you've done something wrong. <laughs> And you kind of like, yeah, I kind of know, right. but it's 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 a it's a good knowing. This is a good knowing. It's when people recognize their chart and they see that there's some something there that they can draw from, so they, that they can learn from, and and really it was created for the children. Human design was created for the children, but of course we have to talk to the parents first. But if I can teach a parent how to work with their children in terms of their own decision-making strategy and help that child then to make decisions that are correct for them, and that are not in conflict with the parents, that the parents are accepting this and then helping the child to live out their own strategy, which might be very different from the parents, right? Because a lot of kids are different than their parents. Mm -hmm. Anybody who has kids can attest to that, right? Especially if you have more than one. They're usually quite different. And so um, really this was created for the children. It was created for the evolution of the consciousness on the planet. It's here, it's it's literally a system to help with the evolution of, the, of mankind. Gotcha. And and is is human design deterministic in a sense that if your chart says this is what you came here for, then that means that's exactly what you should do? Or can you change it or f- free will? <clears throat> that's a great question <laughs> because, and actually there's um, two schools of thought on that. And um, Ra's um, original school said, uh, you don't have free will. Just okay. forget about it. Don't even give it a thought. <laughs> there is no free will. So just live with your chart. Here's, you know, here's the Kleenex. Go have a good life. 
And so ironically, that that's why I um, kind of, um, because I looked at different, once I got my chart and I had my reading, I did look at different schools. I was just taking it up as a hobby at that point, but I did look at the different schools that were out there, and I preferred to go with my teacher, Karen Curry, who had a, a very um, loving take on human design and who didn't say, here's the Kleenex and go. She took a very loving approach to it. She explained it. She was, It was empowering. It was encouraging. And um, it's the... Um, because I was about to say that it's uh, um, it's not because she said there was free will. Okay. Basically, and so the free will is there. We do have the choice. We can live out the higher. You know, we have these personality traits. They're all there. You have every you know right to live out the low expression and you know do whatever you want. That's the low expression of your chart. What you don't have too much choice about is what's there in the chart. Mm. But you have every right to live out the different expressions of it. Mm. And you might decide to live out the high expression of one trait and the low expression of another, too. I mean, there's any combination in between. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems so natural that, um, you know, when we're born, we each have different traits. Like, for instance, I'm, I like music and I can play musical instruments very easily. Like, I just have music. I just have a talent for music and, and hearing and, and sound and uh, other people don't like my, you know, <laughs> a couple of my brothers, they just mm-hmm. don't, you know, they, and, and many other people, they just don't have it. So we are each born with certain gifts. Definitely. And you have to accept that right. at some and, point. You know, just taking a real quick look at your chart, I can see that there are two different channels that run from the Ajna to the throat that are auditory channels. And so that just gives you a leg up on anybody with a tin ear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right. Totally. Like me, you probably, you know, you'd probably do much better. Yeah. With any I, musical instrument than I would. Right. So this is interesting. So when when did you get started in this? When did when did you get your reading, your initial reading? So I got it the, the beginning of 2009. So it's uh, coming up on almost five years that right. I've been doing this. And and literally, I um, heard my teacher speak in Princeton. She'd just come out with a new book. At that point, it was called um, the the um, Inside the Body of God. She had written a spiritual book. And um, I went down to Princeton to hear her speak. And at the end of it, she said, uh, oh, and I do this thing called human design. So if anybody would like a chart, just let me know. My ears just perked up. I had never heard of this before, and I'm an investigator by nature. So I um, got the chart, then got the reading. I I called three times to see if I could move my data closer (laughs) (laughs) because I was so anxious to get it. And then um, got the reading. Um, As soon as I had the reading, I said, okay, when's the next course start? (laughs) And I did my research in between, but I basically signed up for her course, um, started uh, the next week and started taking courses, just thinking that, um, if nothing else, it was a great hobby. I was so interested in it. And I figured it's about self-awareness. It's it's a, totally about finding out more about myself, because at that point, I was thinking about changing jobs. I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really happy in the job I was in. And so I knew some things had to change. Right. And and were, did you, let, let's say in your whole life in general, I mean, did, did you always have uh, an interest in sort of like spirituality and personal development mm-hmm. stuff? Tell us about yes, your... Yes, I have. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Okay. So my journey um, uh, basically grew up in New Jersey my whole life, but but um, always, my parents were always 
curious. Um, they were always into health foods and, you know, they were, I call them that they were like the, um, the new age, um, hippies without long hair in the sixties. <laughs> they right. were definitely conservative hippies, Nice, <laughs> but we were, you know, um, early on running into New York to get organic foods and, you know, organic beef down in Maryland and just running all over the place, listening to these different gurus, um, about, um, living a better life. And so, and my father had tapes literally from Earl Nightingale, the real to real Earl Nightingale tapes, nice. if you can imagine. And he would play them in the living room. And I, so I, I think by osmosis, awesome. I picked up a lot of that. Yeah, they were they were curious, um, and the, and it was because they had both had, um, and now that I know, I know about human design, it was because they were both projectors. They had both had um, um, serious illnesses when they were thirty eight years old, with already five kids in tow, and they said, "Look, we got to live a better life if we want to stick around and not have these kids be orphans," and so they took it very seriously, and that's when they started their journey. My journey, um, you know, first of all. I, I, I did follow it while I was home, but then, of course, I went off to college and started doing my own thing. Um, was always was always searching, was always reading, but then actually got into um, you know corporate America and did the uh, the New York thing and uh, you know worked my way up the corporate ladder, but only to a certain point. I just knew it wasn't for me overall, but I was trying to figure out what was. In uh, 1988, I had a near-death experience, which I didn't even realize at the time because I, I wasn't quite there yet spiritually, but but it um, turned out it was. I was hit by a car and thrown 30 feet, and the doctors said, uh, you're just lucky to be alive. I only broke wow. my nose in four places wow. and lived to tell, um, but then years later, I could remember that the only things I remembered were watching from above. <laughs> Oh. Literally, I watched myself get up, walk over to the first aid squad because I was close to the first aid squad. Oh my God. They weren't open yet. I walked home. Luckily, my brother was uh, still at our place and, and uh, took me to the hospital, took one look at me and said, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so took me to the hospital and I waited uh, all day for the surgeon who could take care of my nose, but didn't break any other bones. That was it. Wow. So everybody was pretty, pretty surprised. Um, I got the nose fixed and then really started my spiritual journey after that because that was um, what 25 years ago now and you know pretty much on the nose here I am because uh, and, and literally it was just the other day November 30th of 1988 was when it happened oh. so literally we're talking just like three days a few days later and and 25 years later yeah. right and it's been quite a journey because you know I started reading the books going to the lectures, doing um, all kinds of uh, training and seminars and things like that. So you name it, I've taken the course. Um, okay. And this, I think it's led me to human design. That is great. And um, I actually want to ask you about a little bit more about meditation and stuff, but let's take a quick break. Um, again, you're listening to The Mystic Show, uh, broadcasting on the Fractal Stream. And our guest today is Karen Flaherty. She's a certified human design specialist. Um, we'll be right back.
All right. Welcome back to the Mystic Show. This little piece of music is actually from the soundtrack to the movie uh, Lost in Translation. Did you ever see that, Karen? I did. Right? I, I did, yeah. Bill it was Murray. Great. I loved it. <laughs> That's a really funny one. We love that one. Um, so welcome back to the Mystic Show. Our guest today is Karen Flaherty. She's a certified human design specialist, and she does readings and coaching here in North Jersey. Can you do this over the phone, Karen? I always do it over the phone. Oh. Well, most most usually. Okay. I do it over the phone. I can and, do it in person if needed, but um, I do it over the phone. And okay. so I do it all over the world. Nice. There you go. And that's where our show is broadcast, all over the world. So let's. Uh, let, what is your website? The website is www.livingbyhumandesign.com. That's living by B-Y, human, human, H-U-A-M-A-N, <laughs> design, D-E-S-I-G-N.com. Yeah, livingbyhumandesign.com. I'm actually going there right now. Oh, there Great. it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that actually on the right, you can see the, uh, it's almost like a mini chart. The mandala. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're interested in what this looks like, uh, livingbyhumandesign.com. I should probably tweet this right now. Great. And Thank then, you. Uh, so, so tell us about have you have you practiced meditation? Have you been involved in any practice like that? Um, I do, and and actually, um, it's it's funny because I've um, tried meditation at many different times. I've never quite been that great at it, um, and if you look at my chart, you can see why. <laughs> I can <laughs> I can meditate if I'm laying down. Um, the reason is that in human design, my head, what we call the head and the ajna centers are both defined. And my throat is open, but the head and the ajna are defined. My ajna basically never turns off. And so it's very difficult unless I'm in a prone position as if I'm going to sleep. I notice, for example, on, the, on a massage table, I can relax at the end of uh, yoga in the, um, the corpse pose corpse pose definitely <laughs> shavasana i can i can really relax um but other than that if i'm sitting up trying to meditate i can't so so i've gotten into you know practice of meditate or when i meditate it it's uh, laying down okay and then probably usually fall asleep mm-hmm. and actually that's what i tell my clients um too as we're talking um you've heard of um edgar casey Oh the, yeah, the the famous sleeping prophet. Yes. Well, he had the same configuration I have. He, in, in fact, we were born on the same day, March eighteenth, uh-huh. and so he had a defined head and ajna and an open throat. Laying down, he was able to actually um, receive information, mm. and me too, <laughs> ironically. So he so he can he can receive that information when he's laying down and not and really no other time. Interesting. So what is? Can you tell what it says about my ajna right from the uh, chart? Your, there? your ajna is defined, um, but you do have an open head. So when, you know, I know that you have a meditation practice, so do you sit up to yeah. meditate? Okay. Yeah. So you've probably been able to, after many years of practice, shut that ajna off so that you yeah. can actually meditate in an effective way. Yeah. And honestly, my the whole, the whole uh, secret, or I was going to say trick, but it's not really a trick. The whole secret to the practice I do is the, the, um, the spiritual guide mm-hmm. because he, he helps he can actually there's there's a thing in our practice the Sahaj Mark practice called transmission mm-hmm. where the guru can transmit a higher spiritual essence to you mm-hmm. higher than you deserve at the time and just sort of give you a taste of it mm-hmm. and so that that's how he sort of leads us step by step further because he can do that mm-hmm. because without that it is hard i mean well without that half the world would not benefit by any type of meditation because half the world has the defined ajna like you do, uh-huh. and 30% have the 
defined head and ajna as I do. But half the world, 50%, has the open head and ajna. They can meditate pretty much all the time. And if they go over to India, for example, for a month and spend the money, right, to go to an ashram, they'll actually get their money's worth. People like me, it would be a waste of money. Oh, okay. Basically. (laughs) Because, uh, you know, unless they let me lay down and do it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into decision-making. This is, as I mentioned, uh, this show, The Mystic Show, is is all about spirituality and mindfulness and, and higher values and spiritual topics, but it's also about practicality and, and living it, because what's the use of talking all this stuff if you're not going to live it and actually enjoy the benefits of, of living it? So um, we, you, you mentioned several times about decision-making. Let's get into decision-making, because... Mm-hmm. This is, you know, honestly, in my spiritual practice, the the most difficult thing has been to, you know, it's great when you get into a very spiritual state and you're kind of like blissed out, but then the next day you got to go to work and it's like, then you got to make decisions. So it, it's just weird. So how, so tell us about decision making. So, you know, as you probably know, there are probably about five different areas, right, where we all want to make decisions more effectively. And so it includes career, health relationships, um, spiritual development, and creative fulfillment, right? Basically, those are the five big areas. Okay. So human design can help you with clarity in each of those areas once you have your decision-making strategy. And there are five different energy types in human design, and I'll just mention them very, very briefly. But um, basically, there are manifestors. These are the people, they're only like 8 or 9% of the population, but they're the people who start things. They initiate companies, not-for-profits. Um, they're like the white ball on the cute, on the pool table, hitting into everybody else uh, and really starting, th- getting things started. Um, is that what I am? But no, you're a manifesting generator, okay. which is the next type I'll talk about. And okay. so the manifesting generators and the generators, together they're about 70% of the population. We're the real workers on the planet. Um, and we're the one, the worker bees, we're the ones who we work, we procreate, we you know get the things done that need to get done on the planet. And, and actually... You know, evolutionarily, we were the ones doing the doing. We were the the farmers, the factory workers, all that stuff. Now that we actually have a choice in what we do, we can come up, we can decide, we can we can be um, actually responding, which is our decision making strategy, to the things that make us happy. And so, most of us find something that makes us happy now, right? Or at least we hope to. Right. And so that's my hope with human design is to help those people who really want to find a better career, a better relationship, a better whatever, um, to help them find that through their decision-making strategy. Right. But that's about 70% of the population, about half and half each. The difference between generators and manifesting generators is that we all have energy. We have this sacral energy that allows us to go and go and go, but only manifesting generators have the voice to get it done. So manifesting generators can actually initiate interactions, initiate conversations and things like that. They can't initiate businesses unless it's a response, but they can initiate conversations, which really gets you a lot further in the world than generators. Interesting. (laughs) Um, And that's why I have the big signs at my booth so that people come over to me as opposed to me having to approach them. Oh, the next type of projectors, they're only about 20% of the population. They're here to be wise and to guide people, and they really play a big role. These are the, the teachers, the professors, the architects, the consultants in the world. And then the last type, and the president happens to be a projector. And then the, the last type are reflectors. They're a real minority. They're only 1% of the population, and they're here to let, literally reflect everybody else and they have if you can imagine every center every energy center is white on their chart so literally they're like a mirror for the rest of us 
Are those the spiritual gurus and guides? Are, are they that type? A few of them are, if you consider Yuri Geller <laughs> a spiritual guide. Okay. Um, but, uh, but Sandra Bullock, Michael Jackson, um, um, Richard uh, Burton were all reflectors. Interesting. So. Michael Jackson. Yes. There's somebody who had an influence on the world. <laughs> My he, goodness. He did. So but they were here to reflect the health of the entertainment community or not. They were like the canary in the coal mine. Oh, so with decision making, the um, with with your human design charts and your coaching, can you are you able to tell somebody what decision they should make? Like if someone comes and says, "I'm I'm thinking about buying this house, should I buy it?" I mean, you don't consult them with that, or do you? Well, actually, it can be that practical. And and so um, as I'm doing a reading um, with somebody, which usually takes two hours or so, we do get into all the the details of their life or as much of the detail as they want to. So whether it's, you know, the pressing issue is around career or where to, where to live or um, what to do, because for example, just with regard to buying a house, some people have an open G center, which is, I consider the identity center or the soul of the chart. Some people are open there. If they're open, they need to be in a place where they feel comfortable. If they don't feel comfortable where they are, they can't even make good decisions because the right people won't come to them, the right opportunities won't come to them, and therefore the right direction won't occur for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important that they're comfortable where they live. And so, yes, so buying a house, buying, getting a new place, moving somewhere is definitely part of the conversation. So is that G thing open for me, my chart? Actually, it is. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's important for you to be comfortable at your work, at your home, and wherever you hang out, whether you know whether it's a Starbucks or whatever. You know how when you walk into a restaurant and you don't feel comfortable there? Yeah. You probably just walk, turn around and walk out, right? Yeah. I mean, unless I have to meet someone unless there. Unless you have to meet somebody. But then you could at least look for the right seat in the, in the restaurant that would, that would make you feel more comfortable. Yes. That does happen. Yeah. And I mean, it's happening right now at the studio because some of these walls are not actually soundproofed properly. And I can hear things, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it, oh man, drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. So actually, starting next week, I think we're going to do some construction here, and the landlord's going to fix a lot of things. And, mm -hmm. and and when it's more soundproof, I will be so much more comfortable. Yeah. Like, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it can be just as easy as rearranging the furniture somewhere, or picking a different seat in at the table or in a restaurant. Um, but for some people, it means moving to a different country. Right. Do you deal a lot with folks overseas? I, mean, um, I do. I've been getting a lot of chart requests lately from um, uh, the eastern part of Europe. So Bulgaria, Romania, Poland, Russia. Um, and, it's been and, quite interesting. And and does it matter? Like, do you take into consideration the culture that they're from when you do these the readings and the coaching? Or is that just more like... You just talk to them as a normal human being type well, thing? Well, I do. And you'd be surprised at how many people um, from other countries who have immigrated to the United States request um, chart readings. That that occurs also. So, yes, um, I, I um, am happy with my corporate background in the past from having worked with so many different cultures. I mean, it all it's all a lesson, right? So right. It all, it all helps. That's great. All right. Let's move on to purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, purpose is, uh, I mean... I'd say, you know, me and my wife, we we do the spiritual practice, um, and we also read a lot of books, and, and I wrote a personal development book, and I, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're into all that stuff, and it just seems like every, probably every six or nine months, or maybe every year at least, we come back to this, the topic of purpose, and we get all into purpose again, and we start reading books, and you know, like, because purpose is so fundamental 
to everything else. Would you agree? Oh, definitely, definitely. And and that's actually one of the tenets of human design is that as the piece of the puzzle that you are, that the puzzles all, pieces all work together, um, and they can work together beautifully if we're all living out our purpose. So just imagine, just to go back to decision making strategy for a moment, just imagine if I'm living out my decision making strategy and making my decisions f- from my strategy. You're making yours from yours. Millar's making hers from hers, and everybody in our in our circle, for example, is making their decisions that make them happy happy it, the world's a better place right <laughs> yeah. and and so then just imagine if that expands to you know not only our world but the the people around us everybody in new jersey everybody um in the country everybody around the world the world could be a very nice place and and so the decision making strategy works in works together with the life's purpose um for most of us the life's purpose um if we w- were born after Sorry, if we were born before 1987, the life's purpose actually in human design kicks in at after 50. Mm. So it actually kicks in. Uh, let's say yes, you were born before 1987. Yeah. So yeah. So it will oh, kick- you thought I was 20, 25 <laughs> years old? Thank you. So wow. it, it'll it will kick in for you after 50, Chris. But okay. for those kids being born right now, their life's purpose is starting. It starts immediately. That's interesting. Isn't that great? Because you because you can see it with the younger generation, right? They it, they're like so on target. They know exactly why they're here, and they're doing it. They're just doing it. Whether they're a storyteller, whether they're here to you know create wonderful videos for people, whether they're here to um, be a peacemaker or save the world or create some new IT technology, they're doing it, and they're not waiting for anything, <laughs> right. right? Those of us who are um, after born after nineteen eighty seven or before nineteen eighty seven, we kind of waited till we were fifty, learned our lessons, did what we needed to do, but then moved into our life's theme, yeah, or life's purpose, and that that's what exactly what happened for me. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I was uh, 52 when I found out about human design. Nice. And it totally made sense to me, and and then you know that's been my path since. Interesting. So it's a theme. The the life's purpose is a theme. Sometimes it's one or two themes because it can be two different gates, but it's a theme. And so for me, it's all about relationships and um, sensitivity. And so it's about helping people to become more um, sensitive in their relationships. Right. I mean, if you put the two together, or more related in their sensitivity (laughs) but somehow it works together to create a theme for me of a life's purpose that has me on the path helping people come together helping people find their clarity helping them get their life's purpose you know helping with all those things and that's so cool how your 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 chart your design is perfect for you to help people know their charts and designs and work them through it exactly exactly (laughs) so that's again there's no coincidence and do people come to you and ask kind of like um do do people want to know their purpose and and can you tell them their exact purpose from the chart like your purpose is to um own a big company and and donate a lot of money you know well as i said usually it's a theme because it's based on the gates that are in your chiron um, which is the the planet of the wounded healer. When it comes around again after fifty years, that's that's when the the life's purpose kicks in. But those themes, I well, I can honestly say that in the hundreds of charts I've done, when I've told people their life's purpose, everybody has nodded okay. and said, "Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's my theme." Whether they're you know forty five or fifty or sixty five, they get it. And, and they, they see that that's already, whether it's, because if they're not 50 yet, they're usually on their path. 
they're, they're usually on their way to that theme. So it's really a beautiful thing. And it's confirmation for them, right? Everything in the chart is really confirmation. It's a, it's confirmation of what you kind of thought you were, but you weren't really, but you couldn't, I mean, how could you put your finger on it, right? Right. So whether you thought you were willful or you thought you were emotional or you thought you um, had a good head for figures, all of those things get confirmed in your chart whether you you know because they're all there and then the things you thought you weren't or that you were that were inconsistent in your life so say that willpower that's kind of inconsistent I can confirm that for you and then and then you have the choice again free will but you have the choice to embrace the things that are really you and to let go of the things that aren't you right because I don't know about you but I have well I, I do have an open throat and like you probably, I've taken a lot of courses. My courses were usually around speaking and trying to get a voice that would actually project. Now, because you're asking me the questions, everybody's hearing me because, but that's just the way generators work. I happen to be a generator. You ask me the questions with my open throat, I can give you the answers and you'll hear me loud and clear. But if we were just meeting on the street and I tried to get your attention, I probably wouldn't be able to because my voice just does not carry. I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I've spent on voice lessons in the city with really wonderful vocal teachers, um, speaking courses and, um, and all kinds of other things to help my voice project more. And yet, if I had known my chart, I would have said, oh, well, there's no reason to take any of those because it's not going to help any. It's not going to change anything. Interesting. So, so does that explain some people just have sort of like some uh, like a magnetic personality? They just mm-hmm. like, what is it when yeah. some, someone walks in a room and it's like, they're just this big personality? Well, I mean, fortunately, in human design, it can be any number of things. It can be that you have every center defined or, or, or colored in so that you are just like this huge presence that enters the room. It could be that you're a manifester as an energy type because they just have a very magnetic presence. Um, it could be that you have um, the gates of um, charisma and power, um, which also are, are quite magnetic. Interesting. That's so interesting. So and and so you did a chart for me and my wife. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to maybe uh, we'll have a chat or something after. because um, it's but, just interesting. And and we're you know again I just want to remind the listeners. By the way, you're listening to the Mystic Show, and our guest today is Karen Flaherty. She's a certified human design specialist. She does readings and coaching, and her website is which. By the way, I tweeted your website on our on our Twitter account. Oh, great! Already. So if you're listening, you. you can go to the Mystic Show on Twitter. But your website is livingbyhumandesign.com. Livingbyhumandesign.com. And again, um, I, was, I was about to say, my wife and I, you did charts for us, and we're actually really good about knowing that um, this is just a tool to help us grow. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know... It's not like a, a daily astrology reading that's going to tell you, oh, today's going to be a good day for you, or, or you're going to get sick soon, and then you just think, oh my God, I'm going to get sick. It's not like that, right? No, not at all. It's not futuristic or divinistic at all. Right. It's just a tool. It's like a personal development tool, mm-hmm. but it's... And it's the reality of who you are. Yeah. And and as I was mentioning before, so that, so once you know who you are and who you're not, then you can embrace who you are on a daily basis and really let go of everything else. I talked to a client um, last night who actually said that she went to a, a networking event. It was the first one since her our reading. And she said she just felt so much more powerful because she knew that as a manifesting generator, she literally could talk to anyone in the room and not feel nervous. 
and she had always felt nervous before or apprehensive or wasn't sure if she should be talking to them. But now she knows she really has the opportunity to talk to anybody that she wants to, and she doesn't have to be afraid about it. You mentioned how everything can have a chart, every living thing, every inanimate thing. Can a business have a chart, an entity? Yes, actually it can. And so can a country. So can a country. Yes. So, for example, the United States of America, July 4th, 1776. Right. Is, it's a very auspicious date. Right. And, uh, yeah, we love to actually look at um, the new... Um, we can look at countries, uh, the dates of the countries that they were born. And, and just for example, the uh, United States, it, it's a very... Um, uh, entrepreneurial chart. Ah, right. Well, right, which makes sense. <laughs> which actually, which you know, makes total sense. So yes, businesses can have charts, and so can countries. All right, now let's move into uh, strengths and weaknesses. You were talking. You mentioned that mm-hmm. early on, and so the chart can can the chart tell you literal strengths and weaknesses? It can literally tell you everything that's in your chart that that is what we call defined. Um, so for example, you may have the gate of um, control. Okay. Control can be good or bad, right? Oh, okay. Most people have a perception of control as being good or bad. Well, it's really, we also call it the gate of the treasurer and it comes off the will center. It's a very willful energy and it's very much about controlling the resources, whether it's in your company or your home or your business, any, you know, any of those, but it can feel very controlling to other people. So, you know, so you you might consider that a strength. You might consider it a weakness. Right. Others others around you might consider consider that you're a control freak. <laughs> and so I just gently tell my clients that if they have that gate, you just want to be mindful of the way you come off to other people, especially in a new group where they might think you're trying to take over, <laughs> just let them know that, no, I really don't want to be president yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but that it might occur at some time. It just occurred to me that folks, do, do folks come to you for readings? Are Everyone who comes to you for a reading, they must be sort of open, like open and willing to to change and everything are 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 is everyone like that or are some people kind of closed and they don't want to hear what you're saying well which would be weird because they came to you for a reading uh, well they sometimes come to me for a reading or they are gifted a reading and so people who are gifted a reading are actually um a little bit might have a different, little bit different mindset and so actually i encourage my clients that if they're giving a reading to somebody or gifting it that they make sure that the person wants to do it um so yes i i hope that they are open to it but on the other hand i've talked with um kids um who didn't necessarily want to get the reading with their parents but who were very happy at the end that they did get it right well kids in general are more open and <laughs> it, but it's also well the the co- the reading itself is is um generally very empowering for people because as I said, most of us don't think of all the strengths that we have. I mean, it's a list. It's a litany, right? right. It's at least, um, it can be as many as 26. It can be um, um, a few more than that. It can be a, a few less, if especially if you have duplicates. But that's a lot of really good, strong traits to have and to know that that's consistent in you mm-hmm. all the time. And they're not going anywhere. What does human design say about death or anything? Well... I- I mean, I just, I don't even know if that's a valid question. <laughs> oh, it, well, but, it's, it's um, yeah. it doesn't really say anything okay. about death. Because it's about um, life and your purpose in living. it's not a religion, you know, it's, it's, it's not a cult of any sort. Um, basically, right. again, it's free will. It's free gotcha. choice. Right, so, it, it, right. It, Personally, I believe that, you know, we kind of decide when it's time. Right. But um, what about reincarnation? 
does does human design think that we've come before and we've tried to live out our purpose before? It does. It does. It okay. does. And actually, there are uh, little hierarchies within human design. Really? Yeah. That because there are different profiles, so there, there are five different energy types. But then each of the energy types has twelve different profiles. So the twelve profiles will say kind of what costume you're wearing in this lifetime, right? Oh. And so according to human design, there's a hierarchy. Some of us, for example, like me, start out at the one three profile, which is kind of investigative martyr, kind of making mistakes as we go and learning from our mistakes. That's kind of the lowest okay. <laughs> end of karma. And then there are others who are moved up to the role model um, as they move through the profiles, the role model being the highest, the six um, or six two, six three profile that actually um, allows people to be the role model in their community in whatever, you know, whatever. That's uh, interesting. Format. Yeah, because I think, I think most everyone... I want to say outside of Christianity, <laughs> but kind of believes in reincarnation because mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. And um, anyway, I've even heard that early, early, early versions of the Bible that that Jesus talked about reincarnation, but they mm-hmm. took that all out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, who knows? It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> whatever you believe. There's no right answers here. We don't. This isn't a controversial show <laughs> by any means. Um, so what about weaknesses? I mean, does and and we're kind of uh, you know what. We're kind of getting close to the end here, but I want to ask you personally, uh, Karen, what what has this meant to you to to be working with people? I mean, I mean, obviously you enjoy it, but what has it meant to you on your journey to be working with people to help people? I mean, what kind of feelings do you get from it? Well, I consider it my mission at this point. Um, it's definitely my mission is to help as many people as I can to find their own human design, and but. But I do that also in terms of being on a radio show like this, right? Getting the word out, letting people know, being at shows and holistic fairs and um, larger and larger um, groups and audiences and speaking and teaching. So my um, my uh, I, I just get a lot of creative fulfillment from this because I know that I'm helping people. And I recently did a um, took a, a course that was about results, proving basically you know being able to prove the results in your business and the results that the testimonials I got back from people were just you know nothing short of astounding I mean things from an interior designer who is just able and who who does feng shui who now because she's listening to her strategy and 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 waiting to be invited has celebrities that in her roster that she never imagined you know and, and she's in her, you know, she's been doing this for over 20 years. So to be working with celebrities day in and day out now is quite, uh, you know, uh, an jump. accomplishment, yeah. quite a jump for her. So, and, and, and I guess, uh, obviously the difference, you feel a lot better doing this than doing the whole corporate thing, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, Chris. because my journey has been the same way. I've yeah. gone through the mill and tried to do everything the way I was supposed to do it. And mm-hmm. well, not really the way, but more corporate, more regular and, and now I found my thing, and I'm just so mm-hmm. so happy, right? Yeah. And the beauty of human design is that it works for individuals, but more importantly, it works for couples um, to help them in their relationships. It helps families to to work through their relationships, but also it can help in a corporate environment as well. And so, with my corporate background, I'm fully expecting to be working with, um, and I already have worked with a few boards of directors and teams and salespeople and things like that to help them work better, more closely together. Yeah, I was going to say salespeople because that's. Big, you that's know, that's a, a, that's a whole psychological, you know, uh, 
intense way of life mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And they could use the help. So this has been great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank Karen. you. Yeah. Karen Flaherty, certified human design specialist. She does readings and coaching. And uh, by the way, your all your information and your website link will be on the show post. So people can always find it uh, on the post itself and in the podcast. And your website again is livingbyhumandesign.com. Livingbyhumandesign.com. And, um, and I thank and the you. the charts are always free. Oh, the charts are always free, right? So there you go. So check it out. And um, really, Karen, thanks for coming down here, and especially in person. This is, this is great that you could make it. So Thanks, Chris. Yeah. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been a great Mystic Show. I hope you, um, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Wow. Um, so as you move through your day today, you might want to think about some of these things and you may want to maybe ask someone you know if they've ever heard of uh, human design. So, and you know what you can also do, smile at people. I've been uh, almost surprising people. I'll walk into a store, I'll just smile big and everyone's like, what? (laughs) Remember my wife and I, when we went to Colorado, people actually said hello to you in Colorado. It was pretty cool. Anyway, as you move through your day, you know what to do. Keep shining.